What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 253. I'm your host, Brett Bueller. Today we have on Wild Truth out of Richmond, Virginia. They're an alt-rock band. And in the interview, I spoke with Clayton and Nick, respectively. Uh, Nick was calling in from Nashville. Clayton was in Virginia. Uh, the guys have a very uh, polished sound, I would say, very professional, and uh, also have some very professional music videos, which I recommend checking out. Uh, I featured their new track, Healthy, all of this episode. And if you like it, uh, you can definitely go stream it or find it wherever you listen to music. Uh, Wild Tree's next show is going to be March 3rd at the Canal Club in Richmond. Definitely go check that out if you're in the neighborhood. And uh, yeah, in the interview, we just kind of talked about uh, all things songwriting, uh, marketing, psychedelics, uh, touring while working, and uh, just the music scene as a whole, both in Richmond and in Nashville. So uh, hopefully you enjoy the conversation, uh, whether you're friends or fans of theirs or not. And uh, yeah, hopefully you yourself are doing well uh, wherever you're listening from as we move through the week here. Hopefully you're lining up gigs for spring and summer, getting out there, kicking ass, and uh, staying positive, all that stuff. Um, in personal news and notes, uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, I'll be at Stan and Joe's Acoustic on West Street in Annapolis, so that'll be fun, I think that's like 9 to midnight, then uh, me and the Hollow Truths are playing uh, a bit of a hometown show uh, in Montgomery County, or PG County, I don't know, it's uh, one of the two, uh, it's going to be Restaurant 198 in Burtonsville, Maryland, that'll be evening as well, and on Sunday. Heading up out into the country to play uh, one of my favorite breweries, Inverness Brewing, out there in Moncton, Maryland. So yeah, it's uh, going to be a fun week for sure, getting out there a little bit. Last few things I normally mention is uh, we do have shirts for this show on Shopify. Uh, also, Part-Time Rockstar Productions is going, and we're busy filming bands uh, around the DMV, so if you're looking for uh, some fresh content uh, for your socials, we can hook that up. And then Truly Strings is the sponsor of this show. Uh, Truly Strings is the guitar shop where I take all my gear. And uh, Steven has an Instagram. But uh, without too much further rambling, we will get to the interview and get to the song. The song you're about to hear is called Healthy. up dudes my name is brett i'm uh i'm calling you from like the uh the baltimore area oh cool so welcome on the part-time rockstar podcast here just something i started a few years ago just to kind of help out me and my buddies bands you know around town and kind of branched out a little more that's awesome i love the name too yeah that's sick 
Thanks. Yeah, it's just honestly started with a song that I wrote while we were sitting on the beach. It's like because we all play in like cover bands and stuff too. So, oh, nice. Um, it's just the life, I guess, that we lead. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, I don't know what you guys do down down your way. If this is your only band, or if you've been in eighteen bands before and you finally whittled it down to one, or uh, oh, dude, it, it's a long. It's been a long journey. I'll, I'll let Clayton talk. We'll have to like because I could talk all day. But go ahead, Clayton. Yeah. No. So uh, I think. I guess going back to the beginning, it started with Nick and Will actually started a cover band um, back when they were in like middle school. And I ended up meeting Nick after he moved to the area. Um, and their drummer at the time went off to college a few years later. And I kind of just, you know, filled that position and we kept playing, doing cover gigs. Um, and then eventually we just started writing, you know, material and recording. And we, uh, we did have a band at the time it was like a hard rock band a lot more you know like cutting edge like just hard rock just like you know nothing but guitars and drums you know a lot, a lot, rare. A lot of 18 year olds writing riffs you yeah, know exactly. so your typical high school like rock band um so we did that for years and then we finally kind of settled into a, a kind of a like a unified sound that took years of just playing together to kind of find and then we settled on this band after years of just kind of chipping away and yeah we tried on different hats and we're still trying on different hats but like you know once we were out of high school and out of college and everything we still wanted to keep playing together and we were like all right like let's kind of start from scratch and um you know start something that we're super proud of and we'll going to put every ounce of energy we have into and that's how wild truth started and so you know we put out our first ep in 2021 or maybe it was 2020 was it 2020 man like but that you know we had been playing together as musicians for 10 years before that but that was like you know us starting over yeah finally settling on not i'm not settling i guess but like arriving on this you know with this group and this like band name and all that stuff like i guess we found our identity around that time frame with our first ep like we had put out like four singles um kind of touching on a bunch of different styles and vibes and like um i'd, I'd say that they still kind of fit within our catalog but you can kind of tell where we were still trying to find out like what our sound was but i think that after the ep um that we put out we were like okay cool this is it so yeah yeah, yeah it's what's up i mean uh you'll have to forgive me for not doing a ton of homework sometimes no. i'm busy and i'm slacking off and, uh, given that uh i'm usually you know like i said supporting us no name bands not all of us have a ton of content to even go through yeah so, um but you guys uh, are uh, not slacking in that department. Um, your music videos are rock solid. Obviously, well shot, well shot, well done. And um, that's not even to mention the music itself. So, um, very pro. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that's the hardest part is, like, you know, doing a music video and being like, okay, how do we not just, how do we not just play in front of a camera, like, to make it cool within like a certain budget that's always such a challenge but it always ends up being really rewarding like that recent video we did for um that song healthy 
Yeah, that yeah, was super. We had a whole, we had a meeting with a guy and we had this like $8,000 budget kind of thing all figured out. And like, we were going to do this crazy thing. And then, you know, we kind of thought about it and we were like, actually, maybe that's not the move. Like, so we kind of yeah. completely came up with a new concept and, you know, there's a lot of that with being in a band. It's just like, uh, maybe not Let's do it this way, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, that video, especially like, I think we took the most time uh making sure we had that the concept and like the vibe right i i really like the the process with how we you know handled making that video especially i think it was probably my favorite that we have probably have done to date as a band you like it was just a good time like we had fun uh, we were at our own studio filming it so it felt like yeah. we were just out you know so it was cool yeah as someone who's done a, a few music videos myself on both sides of the camera I feel like it is ultimately like a, um, it's definitely a vibe thing. And then it's also like an effort thing where yeah. I feel like you have to balance what's too much effort and what's like the right amount. Cause you don't want to put no effort into it either. That'll usually right. suck, suck. But sometimes I feel like you can also go too far with things yeah. and get too caught up in the weeds of yeah. the minutia of what your plan was. And then it, just ends up coming out a little contrived or something a little forced. And, yeah. Uh, I think that there's a happy medium somewhere in between there. And I think you guys hit it like good job, um, you know, on your production team and you yourselves, however much you were involved or not. Um, I think you got the vibe right for the music, you know? Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. It's good to hear that. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, no, we, had, it, it should be, it should be fun. It shouldn't be anything that's like too stressful. Cause that, yeah, I talk about like I hate doing music videos or like planning for them, but then like once we're doing it and it comes and you know we put it out, it's like okay, that was cool. Like you know, that's it shouldn't be too complicated. Exactly. Yeah, no, I think you're uh, nail on the head so far. So so far so good. And um, yeah, I mean, I should also mention that you are ostensibly one of the more uh, successful bands, at least according to the internet, that I usually talk to. So the bar is a little bit raised here, but before we get into maybe all that, as far as like what you guys have been doing, either promotionally or I don't, I don't really know. Um, I figured we would kind of talk a little bit about Richmond, you know, as a whole and kind of get the vibe for how things have been going there. And, um, I also texted you a band from around here, um, that reminds me of you guys a little bit. Uh, they're called the slang, which yeah, you, cool. you can check them out later, but they're, you know, super polished as far as their, uh, sound goes and their pop rock. And, um, I don't know. It just kind of reminded me a little bit of them. And the, that's awesome. Where did you say you, you were at again? Basically just South of Baltimore, but you can, call, okay, cool. if you call Richmond RBA, then here's the DMV, you know, D okay. DC, exactly. Baltimore region kind of in May Queen. So, <laughs> you said go Ravens. Yeah, I'm actually a New England fan, but I have to, I have to go to my closest adjoining team since my team's horrible. So, <laughs> well, you guys had your time in the sun. So. Hey, very fair. Uh, but yeah, Ravens are weird because I feel like once a decade they all of a sudden just decide to get good and they win a Super Bowl. So, I don't up with that. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, Richmond, but, I love it here. Um, I've been up here for 
five months now or five months five years now almost um i uh i moved up here right before COVID happened um nick and i actually moved up here at like the same time um which was yeah. really cool like taking the vibe from the hometown and moving it up a few hours north um because we were in like virginia beach before that um that's a fun town too though yeah yeah well it's a different you know it's all different vibes so i think that's part of yeah. what motivated us to like check it out elsewhere um but yeah I've, I've been hanging out here uh for a while and i honestly i'm just i'm content with it it's pretty chill yeah richmond step i was um i was in college so clayton and i went to school together uh we were college we were like best friends in high school and also roommates in college and yeah and then after college um our guitar player slash or bass player guitar player producer will who's not here right now um he lived in richmond and he had just got a new studio and i went and visited it one time and he had these bunk rooms in there and i was helping him like set up panels and stuff and i was like dude like i just lived here (laughs) so i just moved i moved into the bunk rooms and lived at that studio and it was like you know it was pretty diy like i was a little unsafe but it was it was it was my introduction to richmond but then right before covid hit i um or right when COVID that I got an apartment and lived there for a few years. And I'm actually in Nashville now. But, uh, and I live in an apartment that he moved into that he's since moved out of. So funny, funny. <laughs> but Richmond, I think it's like, that's where, that's the, the home of the band. That's where we write. That's where we record. That's where we do our videos. That's like, it's all in Richmond. So what made you push, make the push for Nashville? Was it uh, music obviously, or was it something else? Yeah, I mean, it was music, but like I, I just wanted to change things up in my own life, and I've been in Virginia my whole life, and um, I visited Nashville this summer, and I just love it here. So, and there's the, um, you know, I'm hoping to get us some shows out here soon and all that. So, but I'm actually going. We're going to Richmond in uh, the end of the month to start working on some new stuff. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, it's nice. Definitely fun, and I mean, I'm assuming the band camaraderie didn't uh, take a hit being a little. Fun. No, 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 we we talked about it. You know, we had to we kind of work through just like the changes and kind of just adapt to. Okay, like how are we going to approach um, these things now? And I think we kind of immediately just figured it out, um, and it hasn't stopped us. We've individually, you know, been writing um, and sending ideas back and forth, like. Um, Will and I have been doing little demos and sending it to Nick and then he's been throwing his vocals down on it um, and so now I think at the end of the month like he said we're getting together and then we'll kind of be able to just bring it full circle how we have all these bits and pieces sporked on you know um, but yeah it's been been full still. It's funny because like we um, we still talk like all the time like where the group chat is very a lot it doesn't feel like we're very far apart at all and like I can uh, act uh, that flight uh, allegiant. I can get like forty dollars flights to Richmond. Like, oh, that's it's, amazing! It's pretty. I don't know why it's that cheap for whatever reason. I hope the word doesn't get out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. with airports, it always seems to have to do with the hub. Wherever the hub is, is what's yeah. the cheapest. So that's why flights to Atlanta are always third cheap. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's cool, and that's kind of exciting. I imagine it's probably good for creativity, even if it's not always the most convenient, probably, but, um, you seem like you embrace spontaneity. So from 
from, exactly. from yeah, I feel like oh, I think for 10 years. Oh, shoot. I didn't realize we were both talking. My thing's quiet. Um, <laughs> I would, and for the past 10 years, it's been all about just being spontaneous and going with the flow. I There's been a lot of random bumps in the road that have turned into, you know, cool things. And so, yeah, I think we're used to it at this point. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. And I guess, I mean, again, not to look at the numbers too much, but maybe obviously being where you are in Nashville, maybe benefits that in that. I don't know if you've met certain people networks or something as far as. I think there, it's definitely a place where like, there's a lot more people per square foot that, that, that know somebody or something like that. You know, I know a couple, I've met a couple of different like manager people out here and you know, you got to be careful who you talk to out here, but you yeah. know, and obviously it's a, it's a pretty, it's a country town for sure, but there is like kind of a, a rock scene as well. I'm more, my goal with moving here was to just get some like fill in session guitar work and, yeah. you know, be like wearing guitar player for somebody if they need me. It's, it's uh, like, I've had a couple of cool like travel gigs and stuff like that. But, um, as far as like my, I didn't move here to become my own like solo artist or anything like right. that. Yeah. Well, you got a band. Yeah, I, this is my band. I fucking love this band. So. Yeah, we wouldn't let them run away easily either. So no. yeah. go chase them down. Yeah. Um, well, you just mentioned then being a guitar player, which is cool. I actually kind of think of myself that way first before I think of myself any other way. But at least musically. Um, but uh, you both seem like I guess you're both strong writers. Is that what I'm gathering in your own yeah. right? All into it. Um, I play drums primarily, but like I have my recording stuff all set up here. I Nick's set up at his little home recording thing. Like we all dabble in, I think every every you know realm of music, whether it's our instrument primarily or not. Like Nick plays drums better than a lot of drummers that I know who play there. <laughs> <laughs> Vice versa, I think we say for one another and stuff. You know. Um, but yeah, it's cool because I think that that helps inspire certain things that we haven't thought of being like, oh, I'm primarily focused on drums and this is what I do. But they can, you know, they understand drums really well. So they might give me a tidbit of something that I wouldn't have thought of, you know, when it comes to approaching a part. Um, and I it really how cl- like collaborative we are. Oh, I think it absolutely uh, benefits your sound and your songwriting. I mean, it. I, I always wonder too, it's like, I feel like most people on their own can write, I mean, speaking for myself, probably in particular, like 70 to 80% of a good song. And then yeah. like yeah, yeah. a lot of people can write good songs, but then it's like, how do you get to that next level? Cause it's not that far away. I mean, yeah. Like that percentage wise, but there is like that extra 10%, maybe even 20 where it's like, how do you get that next level? Because that's what gets you to like the pro level, I think, of whatever you want to call it, name a band. And I think you only get that 10% from collaboration, either within your own band or producer or something like that. I don't know if you guys agree yeah. or disagree. I don't think like the only, maybe the only exception to that is like Tame Paula or something. You know what I mean? Mm. Cause he doesn't he do like literally everything himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm just a freak. I don't know how he does that. Yeah, yeah. 
there's, <laughs> there's plenty of geniuses out there. Um, but I totally agree with you, man. Like, um, anytime I write a demo, anytime I try to write anything, it's, it's not complete until it goes through the filter of Clayton and Will as well. Yeah. But it has, it's just like the sound of our band is the three of us and our hands and our thoughts, you know? Yeah. You know? That's cool. I mean, that's the way it should be. I would, I would hope, but, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. So I guess I didn't get it to check your itinerary, uh, yet. But are you guys like touring or what's the deal there? We're working on setting up a tour right now in like late May, early June. Um, that's that's been a goal for us this year is to finally like get off, get out on the road, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think we've always been from this point on, like we, we play shows around Richmond and Virginia Beach and like, you know, that Mulder and we played in DC, stuff like that. But most of our success as a band has been online. And, um, you know, we're kind of a studio band. We kind of have always been that way, but we want to play. So we're, we're setting up more for right now and kind of work the, the, what is it? Northeast. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely think there's like two schools of thought as far as like, are you out there touring road dogging all the time? And that's how you build your following or are you in the studio, like really working on your shit? So I guess I was going to ask if that's translated yet even like mildly have an online success to like even the uh, hometown shows if you notice a difference or not yeah well give the frank um i'd say in the long big picture no nick is right in the fact but small term things yeah i i think that it might help you know with the credibility factor if you're trying to network with somebody or a, or a a promoter or venue and you have the numbers to show it helps but um yeah ultimate long run no no well, what i was like come on the road with us we're coldplay you know like yeah. i think what i was mainly saying is just like as far as like how many views we have on our youtube or something like i haven't seen that translate to like how many people show up at a show in richmond you know what i mean because like it, it's the whole world you know it's not just targeted toward right Richmond, um, I think that's a whole, you know, I don't know how to market to specific cities. That's like, that's a whole, that, that was going to be my follow-up question is like, have you, if you've looked at the analytics or just looked at the numbers on Spotify, for instance, and just said, Ooh, we're getting a ton of streams in Kansas. Guess we're going to Kansas. Like, yeah. I don't know if you've okay. tried that yet. We have a lot of random plays in, um, Brazil. It's not, yeah. Oh, and Brazil are top two countries right now, um, which that's hard for us right now to yeah. go do stuff there. Not uh, a lot of Allegiant flights to Brazil. Yeah. No, there are not. <laughs> I don't imagine there's a lot of gear rentals and stuff that are uh, cheap enough to, to go through. So, um, Build a drum kit out of some trash cans. Exactly. And it's like, oh, man. Guitars are probably right. cheap there. Yeah. Yeah, no, we're we're definitely gonna try to, you know, get out on the road and make some do it the old school way a little bit. I think we've all been craving that, but we don't want to do it like we got to do it our way. We can't just go out there for a month at a time, like right yeah, now. You yeah. gotta. We're in our later twenties now, so we got to like take care of ourselves and do it the response, you know. Yeah, I mean, it seems like you're 
you're building it the right way. I mean, I see a lot of bands that do go hard as far as touring, which I feel like is kind of um, a bit of a euphemism for what they're doing anyway. Um, But they're just playing a lot of shows out, but it's like they're not really releasing music. And if they are, I don't know. It doesn't seem like their main focus, If which is kind of a weird thing to say, I guess, if you're a band. But it's like the touring aspect's the more important part, which could just be the, the character, I guess, of the people in the band, which isn't good or bad. But I'm yeah. just, I've always been a believer in the song or the songs first. You don't, yeah, one, you don't, one song, everything. Right. If you don't have a good product, like, I don't know. That's just my two cents on that. Yeah, it's not a financial. Uh, it's definitely not a financial prospect where we're like, oh, we're gonna make money. Or honestly, yeah. I should be looking at it that way. But there's also a point where it gets to be a financial liability. I feel like get you know what I mean. Like you can't let it become too much of a like we're all taking so much of a hit to where it's like, yeah. Is it? So I think calculated risk is where it's like you know, important for us when it comes to touring and stuff right now, at least. Yeah. I think our mindset has always been, or from since we started the band, it's like, if we're going to be given money or if we get any kind of money pushing into this band, it needs to be put towards like the internet, mm-hmm. at least for putting back into the band, refunneling it, you know? Yeah. So you guys just doing a lot of ads or like, what do you do to invest back into the band? Well, yeah, we have a, we have ads. Um, our label takes care of that. The Open your ears records. Okay. Uh, they're awesome. And they, they've helped us out a lot with that. And you know, there's ads and then there's, uh, they've helped us kind of grow our social media and just kind of like, they stay on our ass to, we haven't been active lately, but they stay on our ass to, you know, make some content, keep, keep people knowing that you're a band, you know? Um, and not to mention Adam built an insane studio in Richmond, yeah. Adam on our label and he, you know, he built an amazing facility. It, it finally it's done now. I haven't even seen the finished product yet, but it's uh it's incredible. It's called the bakery. And um Will, our guitar player, is the head uh producer there. So that's um all the bands on that label record there. And we have an amazing place to record and rehearse and it's great. So nice. Is that where you guys shot some of the videos? Or that- yes. Yeah, that last one. A healthy one that's uh that's where we did that well it seems like you're pumping out songs at a pretty good clip here i mean having only been at it for a few years um you got what two eps and a, like a slew of singles mm-hmm. so uh i assume that's probably the strategy you know continuing um seems to be the name of the game these days are you are you, are you guys actively writing working on anything now yeah um yeah, to sum it up, uh, um, yeah, we've been, uh, I think, yeah, so at the end of the month, we're going to go and probably start actually putting, like, you know, going to actually start recording, recording, like, um, we have some ideas that are pretty solid, I think, so, yeah, I think we've been teetering around with a full length, but I think for now, I think EPs are probably the best way to go, at least for short term, um, just because it helps us keep content going and, and not have to worry too much about contrast and giving people too much stuff it's not really a full-length album type of age anymore unfortunately like i love long play albums but it's just not people don't have bandit in this day and age to 
to do it really. So, yeah, yeah. we uh, our Dropbox folder has a lot of a lot of random shit in there that we've accumulated over the years, and you know, I think we finally we've always taken that approach of like, all right, let's write as many things as we can and then narrow it down and then narrow it down again and then maybe add something and then narrow it down. So I think we're finally at that place where it's like, all right, let's pick a couple and have a week in the studio and just go nuts. Yeah. Yeah. There's a hundred songs in that folder too. <laughs> at least it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be tough. Kind of picking your favorite children, I guess, but yeah, I'm sure there's stuff that stands out above the others. Yeah. We'll see, man. Um, it's a, <laughs> it's a fun process. It, it's always, you know, it, anytime you go into the studio, like expecting something or expecting it to go one way, you're going to be wrong. Like, it's yeah. just, it's going to be what it's going to be. And you have to just try to serve the song. And that sounds so like Please song, but like you literally have to just, what's going to be, you know, is there anything uh, off the latest EP, which I should mention is basically brand new, only yeah. a few months old here. Is there anything off that that you're particularly uh, proud of, a particular song or something like that? Correct, <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I, I really like the collection um, because we the earliest song on that EP that we had actually written was when we were still, I think we were still in the midst of like COVID and, and all that. And then, um, you know, I think, and then the most recent was probably only a few months prior to us actually putting it together. So it's honestly, even though it's only like four or five songs at a time, it's, um, at least a year more is worth like culmination. So it might seem like a little bit of a thing, but it is a lot, a lot of whittling it down. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with, um, you know what we did with it you know not every song on it is like popping off um you know there's a few that are just kind of chilling you know it's not like they're not they're just you know they're a part of it and i think that they each serve a really good purpose um and have like a really solid identity so yeah yeah like yes cohesive project exactly yeah i think it touched base pretty well i think that I, what I like most about that EP is it feels like a definite chapter two for our band. Cause we, you know, for the first EP, we had four members. We lost a bass player. He's still alive. It's just not in the band anymore. Um, you didn't dump him in the river. No, <laughs> but, uh, you know, for, uh, for after that happened, we were kind of like, okay, what, what do we do? And so then we kind of, we were like, all right, let's like, just try to write as a three piece. Like, so we started listening to like some of our favorite bands that were like three pieces, like the police and yeah. stuff like that. And just like how there's so much space, you know, um, like that song weather, that was our, one of the first songs we did where we experimented with that sound and we were like, Whoa, this sounds bigger than when we had like the, you know, four member, it was just sounded like, I don't know. Cool. So we were like, all right, that's the vibe. Yeah, and that was the first one. That was the one that we did over, you know, when we were still in the middle of COVID. And, you know, yeah, and that one hung around for a long time, ready, like, ready to be released. And we just didn't, you know, we were trying to figure out how we were going about that. So it was cool to kind of work it around that song almost, I feel like. Yeah. And, yeah, so that was like the, okay, we're on to something here. We can do this as a three-piece. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the the other things about the ep that i like personally is just like at least lyrically it feels more a a little more abstract and less like 
right on the nose. Yeah. Uh, I just felt like it, it felt like a much more like creative endeavor. I don't know. It just felt cool. Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, about lyrics and who's the main lyricist, if there is one and how much stock you put into it uh, at all. We all kind of contribute to the lyrics. It's not just me. It's not just Will. Um, well, yeah, it's mainly the two of them. But <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do. This time around, I've I've wrote. Um, I had more lyrics kind of figured out. Um, you know, sometimes I li- I'm literally like writing lyrics as I'm recording it, and we'll like work it out together. But this time, I tried to be a little more ahead of schedule. Um, so, like that song. 24 on that EP like that one I had pretty figured out and like I remember that was the first time recording vocals to a song where I was like kind of getting teary-eyed like while I was doing it and it was super it was crazy because like you know they were my brothers were with me in the room like I was tracking in the in the room um and not in like a booth or anything and I was like being these like super vulnerable lyrics like kind of and I remember like choking up and I was like all right I'm gonna go get some water and I'll be right back and then you know that was a cool album adding on the couch or playing video games and Nick yeah. Stephanie. <laughs> but yeah. I want more of that. I want more like oh shit, like this is this is real, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like it's uh tough to access that part of yourself normally? Or do you just I, I think sometimes I just um always cringing at myself, you know, if it if it sounds like then I don't like it. But sometimes when it when you when it's something that you just feel is truly yourself and you're like putting it out there and you just not really worried about the consequences, I feel like that's where it's uh, the magic happens, if you will. Yeah. Have you ever done psychedelics or drank a lot at all? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like that helps or no? Um, I I don't know, Clayton. You take this. I think for me. Um, it didn't it's not like it was like a songwriting thing i think it was more so like uh getting a vision for what we wanted to do with this band is almost the most like um like positive i I guess takeaway like we like really bonded together over some you know some some city for like eight hours straight our thing uh yeah, I think we we've, we've had some serious like bro broed out moments, and uh, translates to the band a hundred percent. I think if there's no camaraderie or chemistry, then it's gonna trans. It's gonna be obvious that it translates poorly if you don't have the chemistry. So it helps. I feel like doing that together. I I don't recommend anybody to do this, but like doing that with a band, like with your band, I feel like it takes all of your egos and just melts them and put them in a pool. Together and you, then you just like, I don't know. It just helps. Like, gives you a different perspective on the people that you're with, and you have bigger appreciation for the fact that you have those people. And I think it contributes to the creativity. Yeah, and yeah, no, I I definitely agree. Um, it's usually a, a universally positive experience for sure. And you, I know, at least for me, I usually find myself more creative in afterward or in the long run. But, yeah, um, but yeah, that's cool. And then uh, that's actually funny. Our first song that we ever put out, "Glow," is that uh, all lyrics are pretty much a love song to 
acid. <laughs> Tripping balls. <laughs> yeah. For a lot of the lyrics together was when we were take, like, we had the music and then we were putting the meaning to it, basically, you know? <laughs> it, it gave us the meaning. It gave us the meaning. Yeah, I feel like other than that, the only other um, experience that could really bond you is, is, you know, classic trauma bonds. So, like, yeah. and for bands, that usually means gigs and that usually means room gigs so like yeah just getting out of town and like just being with the uh being with the boys if you will yeah or, or girls if depending what kind of band you got going but i just mean getting everybody together and all on the same team all for one and you're just like a you know you're literally yeah. literally like at war <laughs> totally i mean we been through a lot of shit individually and we've always had each other to lean on and that's also been super cool yeah 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 you definitely i feel like you come out stronger and i don't know hopefully or the band breaks up yeah (laughs) well uh also we um isn't this podcast about like working and playing music so we should have jobs too just so you know it's not like we're just like yeah right uh, Writing all the time. I mean, I'm I'm the ringleader in my personal circus, and everybody has you know a real job for the most part. Um, I was actually a firefighter and a medic for a very long time. Oh, that's great. So I kind of that was cool just because of the schedule. You got get a lot of time off, and that was kind of yeah. the impetus for starting something like this. You have more downtime, so you you know literally have more time to do stuff. But then, um. You know, you also have more time to like feed the muse and nurture it and stuff like that. So I figured I'd talk to like-minded people like yourselves. So yeah, if you wanted to kind of segue into that a little bit, like what you guys do, if it uh, plays into your music at all, or if it doesn't, I don't know. Well, uh, yeah. So honestly, for years, um, a big part of my like, you know, job and just income was playing cover gigs, uh, with Nick actually. Um, you know, we still, we still play gigs, you know, here and there now. Um, it's just not like the, and that we had going on in high school or in the college, we were playing three, four gigs a week, um, which vanity, um, and usually those three, four gigs would be crammed in one weekend. So two gigs in one day kind of thing, and then wake up early and play one the next day. And, um, yeah. It was super fun and it wasn't work, you know, um, it was like doing what I wanted to do. Um, so naturally we had other jo- like jobs through like high school. Um, but you know, right now I'm actually holding down a job at Starbucks as a ship supervisor. Um, it's pretty insane. Um, to be honest, it's a crazy job, but it pays me well. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy though. <laughs> I hear they got good benefits. They did get free Spotify, and I mean, I can't turn that down. Hell yeah. So. yeah. Well, your Spotify yeah. should pay for itself based on your streams at this point. Oh. <laughs> Any art of having a couch shouldn't really have to pay for the streaming service, really. But I know that is like fucking, we gotta, we gotta start championing that. I mean, start getting on that band or that soap. Yeah. Like, NFL players aren't paying tickets to play in their own game, but um, <laughs> that's just. The um, yeah, no, the it's having to balance the work and and fun thing is is interesting because it's like 
I've had a bunch of jobs. Um, Clayton and I used to work in an Italian restaurant together. We delivered pizza. I've worked in a frozen burger place. That was my first job. And then, you know, obviously we did the cover gigs, um, which was, which was really fun. And I think that's a big reason of that's a, that's how we gelled as musicians is like learning songs, just getting the stage time. And I think it helped us craft or build our craft. And then, um, right now I'm working for Amazon, I'm a delivery driver for Amazon. So that's, you know, and you gigs here and there, but you know, there's the whole Broadway scene down here for covers and all that. And I'm, I've been doing that, but not trying to get too sucked into it there. Cause it's just like, it's a grind, man. Like, oh, yeah, but there's no breaks. Like you play four hours straight and you know, you can make good money doing that if you're doing it, you know, every day, but like, you're not going to be, you're not going to want to write a song after that, you know? Yeah. It's a weird juxtaposition where yeah, yeah. your guitar becomes your like workhorse. You look at it when you get home and you're like, I don't know if I want to play you right now. <laughs> so that was definitely starting to happen with me um, this past year with like playing covers and stuff. Like I love playing covers. I love learning songs. I think it's fun. But I think for me personally, I just like, I've been wanting to focus more on uh, just more creative. Like, yeah. Yeah, I've definitely gotten sucked into the cover world since uh, retiring from the old fire department. And I know what you mean. Um, but, like, it's funny because I guess I've always personally, like, tried to find a job that's very different from music. Because mm -hmm. it's, like, it's its own outlet, you know? And then when yeah. you come back to music, like, you're more motivated usually for it because you have this other life experience, this other life to focus on. And that can go to you, like that creative charge in and of itself, kind of. Yeah, when I was doing music full time, I was like teaching lessons, playing gigs, and you know, like trying to get gigs. And when things would get slow, it started to freak out. Like it was just like, yeah. So now that I have this other job that's like a complete not music job, it's actually I feel like made me more into music again. I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm thinking about stuff while I'm driving around, or I'm listening to stuff. Just like I don't know, it's fun. So, no, I totally get it, man. For me, it's always, always fed the muse, you know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, we're going on about forty minutes or so. I usually keep these things to around like a long commute worth of uh, time, you know. It's the way I look at it. Um, so I guess you know, I don't know if I've asked necessarily what's uh, pressing. Uh, for you guys right now, if there's any particular gigs that you want to promote, or um, I figured too, I would ask which songs to feature on this episode as well. Yeah, stuff like that. Probably uh, healthy. Honestly, I, I think healthy's go yeah. and uh, the song are pretty good all around representation of uh, like the most recent release. I would say wither. If there is a second one, um, the only reason I didn't say that is just because it's like, I feel like it's the first thing you see when you look it up anyway. So, right, health, that's that's what yeah. I, I feel like healthy is more of the direction that we kind of want to go in a way. Or that okay, it's like that. The more it's a happy. That's my favorite song on that EP personally. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, I'll definitely plug it. Um, I think you guys already mentioned where you record, so you got the shout out there. Uh, yeah, gave the other band member his uh, his uh, mini spotlight maybe for a second there. Yeah, we didn't let him on the podcast because he 
he's a producer. He doesn't have a real job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those producers, they just sit there and they tinker away on pro tools all damn day long. <laughs> yeah. No, he's the man though. Shout out. <laughs> Will Beasley, go, go, go record your band and make, make you guys sound good. Yeah. He's working. He's probably, I think he's recording a band right, right now. And that's probably why he can be here either. So <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, I'll try to get this edited up and uh, out in the airwaves here pretty soon. Definitely uh, appreciate your guys' time, and uh, yeah, you know, hopefully you guys keep kicking ass and keep growing the uh, growing the fan base. Hell yeah, man! Hopefully we'll see you around and around Baltimore sometime. Yeah, dude. Thanks for sharing your band as well. Yeah, yeah. no problem. We'll go together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, part of the reason I do this is to network, and we are trying to desperately find a gig uh, in Richmond in May. When we're, uh, because we're going down to Raleigh and doing a little run. Well, we're literally trying to work out something for May, so we'll we'll hit you up. Yeah, hell yeah, I'll send you uh, send you the details of what we're. All right, man. Great to meet you. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I feel inspired. Feel invigorated. I'm gonna keep keep writing these songs here, but uh, hope you guys hit a big one here. I'll. uh, I mean, Withers already kind of kicking ass, but you know. Keep kicking ass. Right. We'll do our, our damnedest. Appreciate it, brother. Bye, Clayton. Later, dude. So, yeah, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. The song that you heard in the background is called Healthy. Later. <laughs>